Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is a life without resentment. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I'm just talking to the microphone. But as I talk to the microphone, I'm talking to everyone. And I want you to know that there are answers to life's problems. And when you find the answer, not only will your problems be solved, but it will prevent new problems from arising. The problems that you have right now are the result of having been unaware having been mistaught, having been misguided, and becoming upset, and beginning to struggle with things that either were being forced upon you or things that were going wrong and you struggled with them. The ego tends to struggle. Now, when you were a little child, things were forced upon you that were hard to struggle with. For example, a parent's rejection of you, or other kids being cruel, or teasing you, or subtle put-downs, or subtle pressures, subtle comparisons with other kids or with your brother or sister, subtle accusations, or even false accusations, maybe not so subtle. False accusations accuse you of being lazy, of not caring, of not trying, of trying to be a troublemaker, or being oppositional, or it could be that in your emotionalized state, in your identification with a parent, you, you tried very hard to please them, and then they would be displeased with something that you didn't get quite right, and then you felt bad because of their displeasure, and then you tried even harder. But sooner or later, the struggle becomes, what, resentment. See, the ego... Let's say your, your soul, when it stands alone and isn't connected with the Creator and has pressures put upon it that it's not able to deal with in a, in a natural, spontaneous way, either because they're unnatural pressures, like some of the ones I just mentioned, or the situation was arranged so that you couldn't win for losing. It's arranged so that whatever you do, it's not right. Or the parent waits, or whoever's there, you know, your aunt, your uncle, your older brother, whoever's watching you when you're a little kid, they wait, they wait for you to accidentally make a mistake. In other words, you accidentally drop something on the floor, and then they accuse you. You're always dropping stuff. You're clumsy. You're, why don't you pay attention to what you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. You see what I mean? So these things are hard to resist. How can It's not like a chair you know, that you want to push across the, the room and it's a little bit heavy, so you just push a little harder. You can overcome that resistance. But how do you overcome these subtle, confusing misdirections and, and false accusations and, and so on? How do you go? You can't. So what do you do? You try to please and try to please and finally you can't please and you become resentful. You resent things because, because these things begin to represent failure. 
Your mom liked your brother better than you. Your dad thought you couldn't do anything right. You were clumsy. The other kids said you were slow. The teacher said you weren't trying hard enough. Your uncle laughed at you. Your older brother knocked you down. Kids on the playground stole your item and then said, hey, if you want to fight, go ahead. But you didn't want to fight because you knew they were bigger than you were and so on. So eventually, everything represents failure. And one day, there you are. All you have to do is pick up your pencil from the table and it falls on the floor and then you resent it. You resent it because it represents another failure. Everything you've ever done has failed because people always acted like what you did wasn't good enough and so on and so forth. And so now it represents failure. So the only thing left is to resent it or resent yourself. So do you see that the primary, the struggle factor that's closest to the soul is resentment? And then resentment then becomes tension, becomes nervousness, becomes anger, and that can become fear, and that can become depression, and that can become a feeling of despair because nothing ever works out, and that can become all kinds of other things. And then it can become physical symptoms, too, in the body. The tension makes you nervous, and the nervousness makes you tired, and tiredness, you see what I mean? It affects all your body systems. But the primary, the form of tension, the form of struggle that's closest to the soul is resentment. But if you could learn to go through life without resenting things, and how do you do that? Well, you just see that what I'm saying is true. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. see that what I'm saying is true, and you see that your whole life is built upon resentment and then compensating for it. See, somebody asks you to do something, you don't really want to do it, but you always tried to please other people because you wanted them to say you were good. You have to just see that that's the case. You've resented everything. Oh, yes, but what I'm saying is that you compensated. You compensated for the guilt for resenting other people and for hating them and for hating yourself and for hating God and for hating everything. And you're, you, you resented everything, and then yourself. You saw that you were unhappy. It was a beautiful sunny day, and you should have been happy, and instead you were unhappy. You hated yourself. So what happened was that not only did you hate yourself and hate other people and hate God, but the world came into you. See, this resentment separates you from, from God and from your true identity, and then the identity of the world comes in. So you literally took in the nature of your, of your mother, of the bully, of the father who you couldn't please, of the uncle who laughed at you, of the bully on the school ground who pushed you down, of the mother who accused you of not being as good as your brother, and so on and so forth. You took those natures in. You took that in. And it became you. And then you became the extension of them. And then when you were an adult, then you found yourself suddenly rejecting your own child, suddenly hating your own child, suddenly making a mess out of things. See, you took it in. You took it in, and then you, you also took in the suggestions that they had for you. And so you became like what they said you would. So you started messing up, but 
you got a little satisfaction out of it. You know what it was? You got the satisfaction of hating them, hating them for making you what you were, hating them for what they did to you, see, and hating yourself and blaming God. And that way you made yourself feel somewhat innocent, but you still hated yourself anyway. So all of this has to stop. And it will stop simply by seeing that what I'm saying is true and not resenting it. Realize that, yeah, other people were cruel and mean and they put you down and so on and so forth. And they didn't have love and they didn't have understanding. But guess what? You hated them. You didn't have to hate them. You didn't have to. See? But you did. You didn't have to resent them, but you did. You didn't have to blame other people, but you did. All right. So then see that. Okay, and feel a little the, the pain of it and the shame of it and the embarrassment of it, the secret embarrassment of it. Just bear that and don't resent seeing it. Just see it. It's the truth. Do you understand the truth is liberating? The truth really does set you free. It sets you free from obligations and from angers and from resentments and from tension and from hate and from self-loathing and from wrong ideas and responding to other people's pressures and teases, it separates you from all of that. It separates you from it so you can just watch it in the light. You see the pressure in the light and you don't react. You see your body responding, you know, by, through conditioned response to external pressures. You see that and you don't react. You don't resent it. You just watch it. And the light solves everything. Your problem is that you've been separated from the light. In the light, you would have grown just like a plant grows to become the beautiful rose bush with beautiful roses. That's what it becomes. But what happened? If the rose bush is not in the light, well, then it wouldn't grow to become the beautiful rose. So you haven't become the rose that you were meant to be because you've been separated from the source of that. Not totally separated because your conscience was still there, but you didn't give yourself to your conscience. See, now what you have to do, see the truth. Don't resent seeing it. Let the truth rub your nose a little bit in the things that you did. Before you, you abandoned yourself to everything. You threw yourself on the floor in front of other people so that you would get their crumbs of approval. See, you abandoned yourself then to feelings. And then you abandoned yourself to food, and you abandoned yourself to attention, and you abandoned yourself to the medical establishment, and to disease, and to the experts, and put yourself in their hands, and they misled you, and then you resented them, and then you abandoned yourself into despair. Do you understand? So now I want you to find the mystical abandonment to God. And that's what the mystics talk about. Now you understand. Instead of abandoning yourself to everything else, abandon yourself to the truth. And how do you do that? Just see the truth and let it permeate you. You know, it's like when you were a little tiny child and you did something wrong. Maybe you hated your mommy when she yelled at you when you were a little child. And then you felt bad. And then in your heart, inside, secretly, you felt bad because you had been angry. See? But then you let go of the anger. And then the tears went away and you felt good again. See? And you rushed away smiling and playing. You see? 
you allowed yourself to feel bad a little bit. So now just let let the truth rub your nose in your in your errors. Look, you've made a lot of mistakes, but who hasn't? Who hasn't made mistakes? So you made mistakes, okay. But now you can see that the fact that you've been resenting everything and hating everything and struggling with everything, just see it, let it go. It's a bit embarrassing. And see the fact that you hated other people. Yeah, you even hated your mom and your dad and you hated God and you hated everything. Okay, just see it. See it. Don't resent seeing it. Let the truth rub your nose a little bit in the things that you did. And you know what? That's how you give yourself to the truth. Then it penetrates. See, and yeah, the first thing, it'll make you feel bad when you see the truth. See, it's quietly, it's secretly humbling and embarrassing to see just what a hateful person you've been, how resentful and how phony, and how you put on a show for other people and pretended to be nice on the surface, but underneath you were resenting them. See? So now just let it go. See the truth. Now immerse yourself in the truth. That's the mystical way, and the meditation helps. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. Give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or send Roland an email at roland at sheddingshackles.com. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. When you're reconciled to conscience, when you're reconciled to it, when instead of fighting it, see, here's what you've done. You've abandoned yourself to everything else, to your feelings, to food, to drugs, to people, to, to entertainment, to music, to, to spending, to work, to the doctors and the medical establishment and the experts, and you've abandoned yourself to everybody and everything. And then, of course, you abandon yourself to feelings and you abandon yourself to unhappiness and everything else. Now you have to see that while you were abandoning yourself to all of those things and being misled and trying to get other people's approval, while you were doing that, you know what you were doing? You were rejecting the truth. You were struggling and fighting against the truth. You were resenting the truth. See, instead of abandoning yourself to the truth, you rejected it and pushed it away and abandoned yourself to everything else and immersed yourself in everything. You immersed yourself in your food and in your feelings and in your drugs and in your music and in your imagination and your fantasy and your resentment of other people and so on. Now, instead of abandoning yourself to them and immersing yourself in them, now immerse yourself in the truth. That's the mystical way, and the meditation helps.
Today I want to continue reading from Experiencing God Through Prayer by Madame Jeanne Guillon. I'm reading from Chapter 6, The Road to Perfection, and I quote, I now want you to begin to learn how to abandon yourself, your entire existence, to God. Every moment of every day you must come to realize that you are in God's immediate will. Knowing and understanding this conviction of abandonment will cause you to regard everything that comes your way as being from the hand of the Father. Abandonment is a, a matter of great importance in our progress. It is the key to the inner court. He who knows how to abandon himself to God is on his way to perfection. Therefore, don't listen to other confusing voices of natural reason. Remain steadfast. Great faith produces great abandonment. You see, if you could, and I'm speaking for myself now, if you could abandon yourself to your Creator, now how do you do that? Well, it's by not trying to make anything happen. See, all your life you've been tempted, and that's it. See, you have initiated very little action on your own. When you were a little child, maybe you were spontaneous for a while. But since then, what you've done has been in reaction to what others have tempted you to do. And that's what it boils down to. See, if your mom yelled at you, then she's basically tempting you to become upset. If people pressured you, if they teased you, if they gave you goals, if they accused you of being lazy or not trying or not working hard enough, whatever they said, practically everything they said, was some kind of a temptation. Now, it had been done to them. The same thing had been done to them. They were only passing on what was done to them. And then later in life, when you, when you browbeat yourself, give yourself a hard time, I should be doing more, I should be giving more, I should be volunteering more, blah, blah, blah. Either a voice in your mind or you talking to yourself. And then when you, when you do it to your kids, all you're doing is passing on the temptation. So you become an extension of their temptation. And their temptation was an extension of the temptation that was done to them. Do you understand? So you have hardly initiated anything of your own. Everything has been in response. If you get angry, it's a response. If you become irritated, nervous, unhappy, depressed, anxious, or excited, or greedy, or whatever. It's in response to some outside stimulus. And very few of them anymore are natural. Mostly they're artificial. And they're created. Things are designed. See, the world is, is ruled by the tempters who served their God, who was the original tempter. If everything you do is because of them, you don't want to upset them, you don't want to make them angry, you want them to think well of you, you want to please them, you don't want them to think less of, of you, you want to get them off your back, whatever reason that you do it. Or then once you inculcate the goal into yourself, then you think, well, I've got to try hard, I've got to study harder, I've got to make more money, I've got to get a promotion, I've got to do this, I've got to volunteer more, I've got to study the Bible more. See, it's not self-impaled, it's not 
realized. And so if everything that you've done and are now doing is a result of a response to temptation, the answer then is to stop responding to temptation. And the first thing you can do is begin by not being resentful, which is also a response, and letting go of anger. So it's a letting go. See, the anger is an extension of what someone did that was unjust. And their unjustness is an extension of something that they were tempted to do. Or the fact that they were in a hypnotic trance. Something had become too important. Somebody tempted them to make something too important, and they were pursuing it, and they weren't paying attention to what they were doing, and, and so they did something that was unjust. You see what I mean? But then your anger, then what? Then it is actually the temptation within you. Now it's now it is in you, the emotion. And what does the emotion do? It does damage to your body. So eventually you become sick, you become ill, and that is an extension of the temptation. And finally, when we're all worn out and kicked the bucket, that's also an extension of the temptation. That's the bottom line, right, of temptation. So now, abandonment to God is seeing what I have just said, seeing that you haven't been living your own life, seeing that all you've been doing is reacting with upset and with unhappiness and with resentment and, and then trying to compensate in some way, to prove something. You have to see all that. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you were meant to, who the good Lord created you to be. You have to yearn for the purpose that he created you for. And the purpose he created you for wasn't to go around pleasing people and trying to be popular and to appease people and to serve them and to set up goals and pursue their goals and then do the same thing to your kids and force them to pursue goals. You weren't created for that. So you have to see all of that. See it, and it, yeah, maybe it's painful to see it, but see it. And then you say, well, now what? Well, now you have to find the way. And the way you find the way is to get back in touch with your Creator again, who has already been in touch with you because He's made it so you can see. In His light, you see these things. And all He wants for you is to see that you've been going the wrong way. And to stop and wait for His inspiration, for, for Him to delicately make things happen and show you the way. Then He will. But there's kind of a, a no-man's land that you have to walk through, a, a transition from death to life, from not knowing who you are and playing the other man's game to refining yourself. And so it takes time. You may need a little bit of time. When I started to get better, this was some over 30 years ago, there was a time period where all of a sudden, I lost all my jobs. I was fired from one job and another one, it just kind of dried up. There wasn't any work and another one, they didn't have anything else for me. And all of a sudden, there I was with nothing to do but to meditate and ponder life and see some things. I had a lot of things to see. And so all of these things that were withdrawn were so that I would have time. And also time to recover. See, a lot of you are almost totally burned out. You've been abusing your body. You've been working too hard. You've been eating the wrong food. 
You've been who knows what you've been doing. And so your body needs time to repair itself and recover. So now as this process begins, God is in charge of it. And you begin to see that he's in charge. And the more you see that he's in charge, the less you feel like you have to make anything happen. And then good things happen. You don't even know where they came from. Opportunities open up. People come into your life at just the right time for the right reason. Could be the right dentist. You know, there's a lot of dentists. Some of them, well, but there's a dentist that has common sense and good skill and won't charge too much and won't do anything unnecessary. And somehow you do a little this and that. You do, so you look on the internet, you talk, and all of a sudden there's, there he is or there she is. And then what you needed to have fixed is fixed and everything's fine. You see what I mean? There's a mighty hand that shapes things. So abandonment to God is, it's in a sense, it's more like abandoning everything else. And it's easy to give things up when you see clearly that what you've been doing is not really what you really want want to do. And you see that it's not working. And you also see that you don't know what to do. So you just let it go and wait. And then you find your way. It's beautiful. And as the process continues, well, you develop faith more and more. You see how the, the more you let go of all these things, all of these goals and these upsets and these hang-ups and these worries and all of this, you just let it go. The more you let it go, the more you have time. And the more you sense that he's moving you in the right direction. If somebody makes some remark and then you resent the remark, they got to you. And then you resent not only the remark, you resent them, you resent the fact that they got to you, and and there's a memory in your mind. That memory is now an extension of the temptation to which you reacted. Your mind is filled with millions and millions of memories where you got excited, where you got nervous, where you became afraid, where you were challenged, where where you responded and reacted. And if you're lost in your thoughts, then you're just lost in the remnants of past wrong reactions and the remnants of temptation. That's where you're lost. So you need to find a way to stand back from those. So you can see the thought, but not be lost in it. Just stand back and just watch. Whatever's there, just see it. But see it and not be lost in it. That's the mystical way, and the meditation helps. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. 
Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.